Sounds on Vinyl, the show where a couple of guys drink from the horns and celebrate listening to the best music on vinyl. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Phil. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sounds on Vinyl show, the only show in the world that has a couple of dudes talking about all the great music on vinyl. My name is Lars Larson. And no, it's it's Phil Boyer. <laughs> and and with me as always every single week is my brother from another mother, lead singer extraordinaire, <laughs> Professor Rockstar. <laughs> Professor Rockstar. Lars Larson. <laughs> Lars Larson. Uh <laughs> Mike Spencer. Mike, what the hell's going on, man? We're having too much fun already. We are. We're having too much fun. We I mean it's <laughs> It's 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 all good. It's it's still summer here in Sweden. So so and it's it's a lot of music, but it, that has to be Lars Larsson. It has to be. Um, it's like Sven Anderson or 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 whatnot. It has to be like the most Scandinavian thing for for Americans to say Lars Larsson. Yeah. That has to be Scandinavian. <laughs> oh, you're from Scandinavia. It's, a, it's a <laughs> Lars Larsson. Yeah, I am. Truly, yes. or or Sven, yeah, Sven Svensson, Sven Svensson, yeah. You see, you see. see I see. I there could be Lars Larson, and you could be Sven Svensson. You see. <laughs> no. Oh man. So okay, but we got a. Uh, I got a show for you. I, um, there there is some some prizes. Um, we actually uh f- for the people listening out there, and if like you should uh uh i we're having a different uh segment or or a different different show where i uh, keep filling the dark and talk about uh, all the music that i've been listening to buying and discovering or rediscovering or or being turning over on my turntable for for the last week and so and uh um been been going through a lot of of vinyl records and and the stuff that stands out that that's the stuff that I want to talk about current stuff stuff that I bought in my collection uh stuff that I discover and and so forth so without further ado I will start with uh an album that it's we're going like off track. We talk a lot about metal music on on the show because both Phil and I are metalheads. But we got a a thing for uh, the roots of this, and I'm going with this one. Oh, the Blues it's, Brothers! Yeah, it's the Blues <laughs> Brothers soundtrack. And and why am I showing this? Uh, it's because. I've just seen this movie with my son who's 15 years old. So he's been discovering all the metal music he grew up listening to like Michael Jackson and so forth. And he loved kiss, but as he grew older, uh, he started getting into, to the metal music with, with bands like Iron Maiden, the helicopters, kiss, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, ACDC, and so forth. And he's been all over the place this summer. We've seen a lot of bands, Alice Cooper, Kiss, Maiden, 
the helicopters and so forth. So he's a real metalhead. But I, uh, I've always talked about where does the music come from from the beginning, and and the beginning of it all is is blues. So we've been playing some White Snake and Thin Lizzy, so he can get like the idea of where everything mm-hmm. like from the seventies, the old Deep Purple stuff, and so forth. And, and then I t- we need to watch this movie. We need to to watch the the Blues Brothers movie because they got people in there like James James Brown. You got Ray Charles. You got John Lee Hooker. You got Aretha Franklin and Cab Calloway and, and so forth. So and we watched this and I said the people that are in there. I'm showing this to to the the, the viewer audience. The uh, the people of this band. Steve Cropper and Duck Dunn are, are from uh, um, uh, a band called uh, Booker T and then the MGs. So these are real musicians. Uh, you got like Murphy Dunn, you got Willie Hall, Tom Bones Malone, Lou Marini, Matt Guitar Murphy, and Alan Rubin. These are actual uh, players. They, they are musicians. So I, I told them about this and we are watching the movie and Afterwards, we had a conversation about the movie, and, and and I, I asked him, "What do you think?" Oh man, that was like one of the best movies I've ever seen, and I was not expecting that from a fifteen-year-old, because uh, I thought that well, it's cool, I I dig the music, but it's sort of like it's way too old. It's nothing for me. I I love the story, Dad. I love the, the comedy. I love the music. I love everything about it. And the funny thing is, I discovered the Blues Brothers. Uh, I think it was like a couple of years after it g- got released in 1980. I think it's like 1982, 83. And I was watching this movie at a at a, at a friend of mine. Uh, and I I thought it was funny, but I I was in a phase where where I listened to a lot of of metal music. Uh, I was heavily at the time heavily into like Judas Priest and 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 whatnot. So and this was my go to album at the time, Judas Priest mm-hmm. Unleashed in the East. Because I love the live vibe of of of, of Judas mm. and 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 whatnot with the motorcycle on stage and the leather and 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 chains and 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 whips and and whatnot, and all of a sudden in this movie, the Blues Brothers, there there was a segment. They're outside, a, in 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 uh, a, in a black neighborhood in, in Chicago uh, at a, at a place called the Soul Cafe which is in the movie run by Aretha Franklin. But outside of this little uh, restaurant, there is a setup where there's uh, this African-American guy playing a guitar uh, and singing. And the first note that I hear is, a boom, 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 boom. I'm going to shoot you right down. And And I just paused. And I remember I got this on 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 video cassette uh, from from my from my buddy, uh, 
And I went home and I played that segment over and over again. And I paused and I looked and I looked at all my records. Okay, we got like Maiden, I got Judas Priest, I got Kiss, I got ECDC, I got Motorhead. And I'm like 13 years old at the time, 12, 13 years old. And I'm thinking, how the fuck can this be so heavy? And the guy in that movie was, I'm reaching down for an album. <laughs> it's a guy called John Lee Hooker. And mm -hmm. I was so blown away by his playing. Just an electric guitar. Some I think they're a, a three-piece. But him singing... Somebody is, is blowing a harp. Somebody's playing the bass and and drums and and but him singing, it it struck a struck a nerve in me, where I thought, does it get any better than this? And the other part of my brain go, hey, what are you doing? You're a metalhead, but this is so good. <laughs> no, you're a metalhead, but this is so good. You're a metalhead. So it, I I got conflicting thoughts. But I couldn't shake the feeling that John Lee Hooker set the bar for me to where all the roots of the music that I was listening to, uh, learning about when I was 12 and 13 years old came from him and his predecessors mm -hmm. like B.B. King, Sonny Boy Williamson and so forth. And I was so afraid to tell my friends because I didn't want to look like I was going off track or being mm -hmm. a wimp. Oh, listen to that wimpy music. It's it's not metal at all. It's so I kept it a secret for many, many years. I I think I'm I'm in my early twenties when I talked to, to a, a a friend of mine at the time we were playing in the same band. And we're talking about the Blues Brothers movie. And he's sort of like, oh, man, James Brown, Rita Franklin. God damn. And John Lee Hooker. I mean, I, the first time I saw that movie, John Lee Hooker, man. Oh, <laughs> oh. And me too. Me too. Hey, hey, hey. I was there. And and we started talking. So, oh, you too? Yeah. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I was heavily into Judas Priest, Maiden. ECDC and, and, and whatnot, Metallica for crying out loud. And this dude comes on, John Lee Hooker, playing a song in the middle of the street in this movie. Uh, and I'm thinking, this is it. This is it. Mm -hmm. I can die happy now. <laughs> and I've been following him ever since, buying a lot of albums and, and discovering blues music. And everything else bought a lot of albums with, with his his um his uh, fellow musicians like like uh, Albert Collins, Robert Craig, a new guitar player, and BB King, and of course Lil Walker, Sonny Boy Williamson, of course Robert Johnson, and and T Bone Walker, and 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 so forth. And it's I mean it's mm -hmm. it's incredible music. The roots to what we listen to. I think it, it, it really is. I mean, I, I that movie was uh, special to me because it was filmed right where I kind of grew up. 
yeah. you know, right in the same area. So it, it had, you know, we, it was a big thing for us in, in that area. Yeah. And in fact, um, you said that you, you played that movie for, for your son. And when our son was born, we actually played that movie for him and it was still in the hospital. <laughs> we put the VHS tape in there. He was still, we tried to have a conversation with him after, but he just didn't get it. I guess he was just too young still, but he, he couldn't yeah. appreciate the music. <laughs> but, and, it, um, and it's funny. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and it, and it, and that music always resonated with me. Um, it, it's funny because the last week a friend of ours organized a benefit concert and uh, this artist came and I can't think of his name right now off the top of my head, but um, I, I thought he was going to be a more country folk kind of guy. So I wasn't looking forward to it, but we got there and this guy is just a, a blues all the way, just a hundred percent blues. And it was one of the best shows that I've seen in a long, long time. He played like all cool. the classics, you know, it was all covers. He played a few yeah. originals. He actually did. You mentioned Michael Jackson a minute ago. He actually did a, a like a bluesier version of uh, Billie Jean. Oh, and had cool. everybody dancing and stuff. And it was a lot of fun. And, and so, but that, that, that music, that old school, like John Lee Hooker, same thing, man. Mm-hmm. I like a boom, 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 boom. It's like, yeah. whoa, yeah. what is it? it it's just, it, yeah. it's, it just hits you and it, yeah. It gets into your bones somehow. Man. Oh yeah, and it just yeah. you get the feeling. And and again, watching this guy play the other day, you could just see the the passion and the feeling just coming through his body and in, into the instruments that these guys played, and the way he sung and the way he just interacted with the crowd and everything. It, it it's a it's a different experience than metal going to a metal yeah. concert, but oh, it's yeah. very much the same in the sense that that passions there and that feeling is there yeah you know and And i think that's why that's what makes metal so special i think is yeah it it does tap into that that blues stuff and 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 that's why i think it's it's like um why i think we're feeling the roots as we listen to i I, as i was growing up like i was when when you're a young young person you you you, you tend to go with with um everything is open for you 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 get your senses open and w- when John Lee Hooker played on, on the Blue Spiders movie i it it hit you like a ton of bricks and you knew that that this is like i get the same feeling listen to John Lee Hooker as i i'm putting on a maiden album and mm-hmm. f- for me to it was a process to to get over or or to get at ease with that that this is from this is because it's where it all started and 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 it it took a while cuz you and I have been talking about this before since you're from Chicago and i watched that movie so many times that i i knew stuff i learned stuff about chicago me being a history buff and and of course a, mm-hmm. a teacher in, in that field too, I I I when we saw this this movie, uh, oh ten sixty West Addison, it's it's Regal Field <laughs> and Richard yeah. Daly Plaza, and I yeah. I really thought that when I was growing up, like the blues came from Chicago, because I mm. I was twelve, uh, and yeah. so and they're singing about Sweet Home Chicago, and 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 so forth. 
And and then when I got older and I I learned through, um, I mean, the history books where it all came from. But it's right, it's right. so funny that I still remember all the stuff that was happening in the movie with everything from from the music to the places and and so forth and i i remember looking it up in in dictionaries and oh there is a place called richard haley plaza oh okay oh chicago oh chicago cups oh that's it's baseball all right now i know because you because you couldn't google anything i mean this yeah, is yeah. like the, the early 80s so so you, you <laughs> yeah, had to yeah. go with, with with the, with the dictionaries and 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 whatnot and and try to figure stuff out as you went along, but it's it's so much fun, and it mm-hmm. was yeah. I mean, it's it's great to see see my son react in the, in the way that I hoped that he would, and getting oh yeah, I know we've been talking about this before. I've learned in school that all the rock and roll is from the blues, is from the the black community, the Afro African Americans that that got shipped over slaves and so forth, and and they begin humming in in the cotton fields and so forth, and the, and it progressed into the blues and jazz and and Dixie and 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 whatnot. So we we had a good conversation about that. So, oh man, there you go. Yes, the blues got to love the, the blues. blues. Oh yeah. Okay, yes. moving along. I've been. Uh, yeah, I, I showed you this. We have to look at this just once more. Look, Rob Halford. Judas Priest, Unleashed Judas Priest, in the unle- East. I mean. Great record. It's funny because uh, I, I, you listening to Blues Brothers and this particular yeah. record at the same time, it was yeah. me. You know, I had the same thing. I had it on, on a cassette, had it on my boombox on my bike, and I would like be cranking that everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's kind of funny how, again, living so far apart, different countries, yeah. same time, still listening to the same shit. Yeah, In two different genres, <laughs> even right. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, like... it, it's nuts. <laughs> so uh, moving along, uh, there is a new documentary on Swedish television. It's a four-part documentary about Swedish metal music on on uh, export. Uh, hmm. All the good. Swedish metal music that has made a name for themselves in the world. You got Europe, of course. You got like At the Gates. You got Entombed. You got Hammerfall. You got Soilwork talking about the new. You got Arch Enemy and, and, and whatnot. So I was watching this documentary and, and two of my all-time favorite bands of of the Swedish metal scene back in the day growing up was, of course, I mentioned it. I I was supposed to not say their name, but I couldn't contain myself, obviously. So Europe. 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 I, I remember this one. This is my all-time favorite, Wings of Tomorrow. And, of course, Joey Tempest, the singer, and, and John Norum, uh, who is the guitar player. Uh, from from the get go, they were there talking about all the fame and fortune that they uh, um, they got the experience so much that Jornorum after the final countdown said, "Well, this is it for me. No more playbacks in 
Japanese TVs, TV shows. No, no, nothing about this. It's way too soft for me. <clears throat> I'm going rogue. I'm, I'm, I'm skipping this. So <laughs> at the peak of their career from the final t- countdown, you heard that album. I bet. Mm-hmm. Or ev- oh, everybody yeah. has. Oh, yeah. The oh, final yeah. countdown, of course. Uh, having a sip of coffee. Anyhow, so this is their second album. And and they played um, a big part of my life growing up. This is released in 1984. Because I was so proud that you got some hard rock or metal band coming out of Sweden that people knew about. Not only mm-hmm. ABBA. Everybody knows ABBA. Oh, you're from Sweden. You like ABBA. Yes, I like ABBA. But they don't represent me that much. Uh, Europe at the time, when I was like 13 years old, they rep- represented me. Uh, and people are going, oh, they're too soft, man. I haven't listened to the final count. It is soft music. But if you listen to the first albums, the first one, self-titled, and you, you got this Wings of Tomorrow, you listen to a, a, a song called Scream of Anger, and you get listened to uh, Treated Bad Again, Wings of Tomorrow, um, and Stormwind. You you get the idea. This is this is some good stuff. And it was recorded at uh, Polar Studios in Stockholm, where ABBA recorded all their albums or most of them, mm-hmm. anyhow. Yeah. So it, it's a really cool documentary. Uh, if you get a chance, I don't know if it's available worldwide. Uh, some of the uh, some of the stuffs from from uh, Swedish national television is available on on the web, and of course everybody's talking English, hmm. uh, or most of them. Interesting. It is. It is. So uh, well, we we can get a VPN and and say we're from Sweden and probably access oh, yeah. it that way. Yeah. Although I'm yes. not. I'm not encouraging pirating or anything of that nature no, we're just using no. technology for the greater good to educate yes. ourselves on metal music on Swedish music so there we yes. go that, and, there we and go. even you, you mentioned the heaviness of the the first couple records even europe's last record which was what year or two ago they released was pretty heavy yeah, yeah. much heavier than than the final countdown stuff oh yeah oh yeah uh, and that was actually uh, one of the things that that uh, John said. Uh, if I'm coming back to the band, because they they did um, uh, they split up in I think it was like ninety three or ninety four, ninety five, something like that. Was it earlier? I I can't remember. The, I think the Prisoners yeah, think of was... Paradise was was like the last album that Europe has a band. <clears throat> did together John was out of the band like 86 or something like that but uh so for the millennium they they wanted to to uh the Swedish national television was talking about this wouldn't it be cool if Europe came on at at the stroke stroke of midnight and played you know it final countdown <laughs> as we go Ten, nine, yeah. eight, so they did, but they ha- they kept their uh, second guitar player Kimo Sorello in there, in that in that mix because that was like the last lineup that they ever did. Uh, so uh, so it's both John and and 
and Key sharing the guitar, which is unheard of when it comes to Europe because there is only one guitar player. So, <laughs> and they started talking. Okay, this this was fun. Uh, maybe we should do a, a full blown reunion. And they talked back and forth. It, it took took a while, uh, and I think in two thousand and four, and they released uh, the first album since like the the, the early nineties. It's called Stark from the Dark, and w- one of the uh, things that John said: if I'm coming back, I'm coming back myself as the only guitar player in Europe. Set everything aside. If you want to do it, this these are my terms. Not more, no more of this horsey shit when you go too soft <laughs> with all the keyboards in and melodies. We're going back to the roots the way we did it like from the get-go. And that first album that they did in 2004, it's really, really heavy. And you can really hear that that John is is back with with uh, with a vengeance, but it's <laughs> it's it's great. It's like you said the 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 newer stuff. It's it's really really heavy heavy. So it's mm. it's it's yep. good. And speaking of heavy, oh, oh, are you going to say what's your no, take no, on no, Europe? Oh yeah, Europe, great band. Love love oh, those guys. It is, of course. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. In fact, it the the final countdown is all over the place. There's a TV show here called uh, Arrested Development, and yeah, the uh, one of the characters is a magician, and he uses that as his like you know his <laughs> entry song as he comes okay. in and stuff. So yeah, it's 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 a huge huge thing over here. So it's it's cool. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of heaviness, one of my uh, other favorite bands, also from Sweden, also represented it in this documentary, of course, is a band called Candlemas. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ever heard of them? I've heard of them, yes. Yes, it's Doom Metal. Everything Doom has metal. to have a ta- title. It, it wasn't Doom like you, when you when you and I were growing up, it's, it's, it's metal music. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Now and it's, the, it's, it's all and, these and the parents, and yeah, and and the parents go. So you listen to hard rock. Well, if you want to call it, it's hard rock, but it's metal. It's metal, man. What the fuck? <laughs> and and so and subgenres: heavy metal, thrash metal, speed metal. I don't know, sludge metal. I don't know. This is doom metal because uh, it's doom. heavy. Uh, and here's a Swedish guy for you, Leif Edling, who is the founder, <laughs> founding member and bass player of Candlemas. He's a huge Black Sabbath fan. He's a You can violent. tell by listening to this. Oh, yeah. Influence, oh, yeah. The Sabbath influence on this is crazy. And, he, and he's like me when it comes to Sabbath. Me with, with Kiss, he's a collector. He's a vinyl collector. I would love to have him on this show talking about vinyl records and how he got into Black Sabbath and so forth. Uh, I tried some some different um, um, uh, contacts, but uh, hmm, yeah, well, I don't know. Nothing it, yet. It, it, nothing yet. Nothing yet. It would be so much fun. But this is this is the, the first album that they did, Epicus, Domicus, Metallicus. 
and it's got that famous skull on here, which is is um, still represented today for Candlemas. And when this came out, I should know this when it came out. I actually don't. I have to look it up. Bear with me. I'm 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 checking the vinyl right now. Seeing we can't leave this as it is. I think it's 1987-6. Oh, I, I have so bad eyes. I can't even <laughs> I can't even can't even Am I getting I this old? I think it's six, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Pretty sure it's six. It's six, yeah. Anyways, so uh talked about a lot about Candlemas and how they influenced other bands, which I thought at the time was like really great listening to to um because I di- I didn't know this, so they're they're talking to life uh, on this documentary. And I, I got the sense that that when people are discovering Europe and all the girls are discovering Europe for Final Count and, and then it get mushier from then. Uh, <clears throat> uh, confession time, I stopped listening to Europe when John left the band. So the Final Count was like the last album that, that I bought. <laughs> And and on the later end, just a couple of years ago, I I, I bought uh, one of the albums called Out of This World in in a dollar bin just to listen to it. But it's it's not interesting for me. I if mm-hmm. if people are into that mushy stuff, that's that's fine. Um, uh, good for you. But uh, Leif told uh the interviewer in this documentary that that there was like uh, and remember this i i don't know if you had that in 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 the us that when when you you li- listen to uh, bands like Depeche mode and you, the the synthesizer stuff we called it um synthesizer music or or whatever mm-hmm. uh, and there was two two camps Either you listen to metal music or you listen to stuff like that, the dancey stuff with Depeche Mode. Mm-hmm. There was no in between. At least it, it was in Sweden. So, what are you, metalhead, or do you listen to Depeche Mode or something like that? Oh, I'm a metalhead. Oh, yeah. Then you're with us. And if you're not, go stand <laughs> in the corner. It was like this. And Leif t- told the story about when Candlemas formed, they were put in the corner. Because they were like too heavy. Oh my God, look at those weirdos. What's that kind of music? No, you have, you have to stand there over in the corner. It, you, we don't know what to, what to do with this music. And, and it took a while. It, it, in the, I think it was in the late 80s when, when everything went like up for them and they got a huge success. Uh, and started touring, but it, it took a couple of years after this debut album to to really get Candlemas out there. And it was t- so funny when Leif t- told us because th- th- they were like in in their twenties, and and they met the guys in Europe and and some other bands, and they're sort of like, uh oh, um, oh, that's that weird guy from Candlemas. Okay, smile and wave. 
<laughs> and 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 he he thought that that oh man that's strange oh it, it, that's awkward what am I g- going to do so he changed the route to where he used to go because he didn't want to have anything to do with them because he thought it this is too weird I, I I don't know what to do and now of course they're friends but it's it's what music can do to 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 kids mm-hmm. so hey, it's it's way too yeah, heavy yeah. I don't know what to to do with this. So so you listen to <laughs> listen to to Candlemas. What the fuck? And when I remember a guy down the street, he started listening to Venom, and it's sort of like oh, he's listening to Venom, and they got an album called At War with Satan. Oh man! And the cross is upside down, and it's got six six six, and 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 he he only yells. The singer yells. What's up with that? It's too freaking scary. I don't know what to do with it. So he he was he was sort of like uh, when when you saw dude there's 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 this guy is coming down the street right now be, oh be cool be cool because we didn't know what the fuck to do he had a venom t-shirt on <laughs> and, and he was so heavy he was a couple of years older than us and so oh it looked cool because th- this guy's coming with the venom t-shirt and and it's like you're like fourteen years old you didn't know what the fuck to do so but it's 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 that of great of an impact that music has on you as as a kid growing up right. it's it it's so funny yeah so what it what does. do you remember do you remember anything about candlemas in your neck of the woods growing up or was it no nah, we didn't have it, it no no it wasn't on my radar i didn't like get into hearing candlemas until probably like two three years ago so it's oh okay we, I, I didn't have it when i grew up yeah no they, they weren't really they weren't really a thing. Any other mm-hmm. Swedish metal bands that you know about? Not really. It was it was really mostly, um, obviously Europe, but the, it was mostly stuff from uh, like the UK mm-hmm. and Germany. You know, Scorpion yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not too much. Not too much Sweden. No, we have we have a have a a lot of uh, Swedish. Uh, musicians that that played in 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 different bands we, or Scandinavian. We had Lars in Metallica, and we had Mickey D. Of course, he he was in a Danish band called called Merciful Fate and King Diamond. But in in the early nineties, he he went on to be the the drummer for Motorhead, and mm-hmm. and of course you got Ingvi Ingvi Malmsteen. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about yeah. Ingvi. Yeah. yeah, we we had Ingvi. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he, I forgot about he, him. <laughs> he, yeah, me too. And and because he, he's in this documentary, of course, I, I should have brought an album. I only have a, like a one or two, but it, it's sort of like he's on a different level. Even in this documentary, he's on a different level. You you cannot help to to be in awe of that guy when you hear him talk and you hear him sitting there being with it with his Stratocaster in his and it's not plugged in, but it's it's sort of like. As he talking, yeah, what is was this? I I I moved to L.A. in in the early eighties, and he's thinking, dude, you're. I mean, you're so rock and roll. It's it's crazy. It's it's. I I I. And and he told the story, which I think is so funny. I think it was, was it Argent or was it Alcatraz? No, if. 
was it? I, I, I can't remember, but he, he sent a, a demo to, into to to uh, one of those uh, metal magazines that they were looking for guitar players, and he got a call from LA. Hey, uh, you sound like a cool dude. You you want to join our band or want to um, audition? So he jumped on a plane. He's so, sort of like sixteen years old. He left everything behind <laughs> and, and and went to LA. And this is like early. I think it's late seventy or early eighties. And he went over there and 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 he told the story about when we got in to the band and they say, Well, this is this is cool. Do you want to join? Yeah. He started <laughs> an argument with the singer because he thought that he was like too bad. You, you, you're not a good musician, and we said, and this is a guy like 16, 70 year olds years old. I'm I'm not staying here. What's 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 up with you guys? And so, and he went into Alcatraz and so forth. And I think that's when he fired all the the band members and started something else. And I I mean that guy. I mean, jeez, very mm-hmm. very um, unSwedish of me to do that. You know what I mean? And everybody. <laughs> Everybody in front of the TV go, yeah, we we know what you mean. We know what you mean. Well, while he's sitting there with his Stratocaster going, I mean, mean, that guy, he cracks me up every time I see him. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. So that's a good documentary. Uh, A lot of cool bands. I I mentioned them, of course, Entombed is in there. Uh, oh, uh, speaking of Entomb, that reminds yeah. me. Yes. I made a promise last week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not my thing. I got through about one and a half songs and yeah. had to turn it off. Not my thing. <laughs> Not my flavor. Sorry. Not terribly. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nope. No Entombed. Nope. No Entombed. No. No. But if no. you get the pa- uh, yeah. yeah, if you get past the, the vocals, you... you it, like it passed the vocals, it it it's decent. And actually for that kind of stuff, the vocals aren't bad. It's just no. after a while, it's just it's kinda like yeah. eh, no. But the, the, I just it, can, it, can it you kinda... hear that that the music is way much more rock and roll than other death metal mm-hmm. bands? Yes, uh, yeah. yes. Because they got the roots in, yeah. in, in yeah, the, Kiss the, the, the and music. So yeah, I've always liked <clears throat> the death metal stuff, the music <clears throat> part. It's just the vocals that usually ruin it for me. And yeah. in this case, yeah, they're they're a little bit um a little bit different yeah like you said yeah. you can hear the, the the rock and roll yeah roots in it um and even in the vocals it's not your typical death metal no vocals really i mean it, it is and it isn't it's not quite as there yeah but yeah yeah but it's, uh, it's, it's old school yeah. so i did yeah yeah it's <laughs> old did. school <laughs> one and I a half did. Song. I listened. <laughs> one and a half songs oh, I got that's through. too yes. funny that's too funny <laughs> <laughs> it there's a whole segment of of the death metal scene in in Sweden and and it's um it's one of the the um, uh where it all started in Sweden many bands from all over the world mentioned entombed and and at the gates as a, the, the the pivotal moment of 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 um when you talk about death metal history uh, mm-hmm. Where it all started with with those bands, wh- which I think it's it's kind of cool. So m- people have flown here, uh, full bands from all over the from U.S., 
and South America and 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 whatnot to to recording the same studios and Tomb did just to get that sound. <laughs> and so they had Nick Nicky on, uh, who was the drummer at the time, uh, which is he's a guitar player of the Helicopters now. But he said, yeah. But then you, you're you're not the guitar player of Entombed, so that little tweak it's it's in the playing, mm. so you can't get that right. sound right because you aren't the guitar player of Entombed. So, and people are going, mm-hmm. "Oh man, I wish I could get that sound." But it's all in the playing. <laughs> it's how they did it, how they grew up, and how they formed everything. So, so that's yeah. a cool. That's a cool thing. That's a cool documentary. Now, for my last thing, I'm going out on a limb right now because I don't know if this is something. Oh, it's. Sh- I, I I don't know if I'm pulling a, a Post Malone out of my ass right now. I I have no clue. Uh-oh. But but Uh-oh. it's but Post it's Malone. But it's it's so much fun because I watched a segment right now on 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 Swedish TV morning TV. It's like Good Morning Sweden. And they talked about the most hated band in the world. The most hated has to be a rock and roll band, rock and rock band in the world. And stay tuned for commercials. And I'm thinking, I'm I'm, I'm racking my brain. Who is this band? And and the uh, the uh, the woman who presented this, uh, they sold millions of millions of albums. They toured around the world. It's Blah 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 and so forth, and I, I couldn't for life of me think, who is this band? Do you know? Who is the most Nickelback? Hated? No. Oh, that's a good guess, though. That's a good guess. I really don't like that band at all. <laughs> I, I really them. don't like that band can't at all. Stand them. Oh, I can't stand them either. But it, it, it's mainly because that singer, he, he's a douche. He's sort of, sort of gr- grabbing women by the ass and 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 yeah. and squeezing their tits at, at shows and so forth. He's a he's a motherfucker. But still, no, no clue. No, I have no, no idea. If it's not Nickelback, I don't know. No, they started in the late eighties. Uh, two original members left in the band, but the 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 drummer has been in the band since nineteen ninety. Um, oh, come it's, on. Uh, they usually play, no, not, not anymore, but they made a name for themselves playing naked with only socks. Do you know? No? Naked with only socks on their... It sounds like something the Chili Peppers would Oh, do. yes. It is the Chili Peppers. It's the, Is it the Chili Peppers? It's the okay. Red Hot Chili Peppers, the most hated band in the world. And uh, really, yeah, really, and and they had a thing where, where they put it up on bullet points. One of the the things that people hate about the Red Hot Chili Peppers is one, Anthony Kiedis sings. Too much about California being from <laughs> being from Detroit, Michigan, and and I'm going okay. So and and number two, with all the 
the nonsense lyrics that they have that that yes. gets people going yeah and so am i pulling a post malone out of my ass right now what's your th- so are are you saying because you have this record you're a chili peppers fan? oh yeah i'm a chili pepper sounds oh yeah Hands down, oh, hands down. Okay. Yes. Oh, you're one. Of, you're you're one of them. Oh, okay. right. there you're you go. So, so you don't like them. <laughs> you don't like them. Oh fuck no, fuck no, man. Oh, every song is ramalama, lama 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 lama, ramalama lama. It, no, yeah, man, it's okay. But you know, it, it, my my concern isn't the that Anthony Kiedis talks or sings too much about California. No? It's that he sings. That he sings. He just sings. Okay. That he sings. He just, no, I, no? I'm not, I'm not a fan. No. I, I mean, so, so you, okay so you get, if the volume is low yeah. and, and so you get you know, why, why but, they the most ha- hated band. Um, I, yes and no. Yes. And I mean, no. I think there's a lot worse bands out there than chili peppers. Yeah. Post Malone for one, <laughs> um, poison for two. <laughs> Oh um, man! You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of shitty bands out there. So I, I most hated. I don't know. I don't get that. No, me neither. But See, but I'm, it's it's uh, it's funny because she mentioned all that stuff that it's mumbo jumbo that he sings. But it's there is only like a handful of songs where he he does that without any lyrics, and it's with only sounds but it's i think as a musician i mean the musicians in this bad chad smith the drummer and flea good lord holy crap those musicians i mean chad smith is one of the like the best drummers he's up there with with, with the dave Grohl and and so forth have you heard him play jesus and flea with that that slap bass dude Say what you will about the Chili Peppers, but those guys can play hands down. So it's. Um, I, I I will say, there is they they've got a groove, yeah. which makes it tolerable for me to listen to. Yeah, unlike other stuff. Um, but I feel like all their music sounds the same. It's just a regurgitation of the last record. Okay. Um. And not in a good way, because you could, some people argue that about ACDC and, but ACDC knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's, I, I, yeah, I mean, they, they've got a groove, but yeah, not my thing. No. Sorry. No, this nope. is what, this was like the first thing that I bought, Blood Sugar 6 Matic. I'm holding it up for, for people that are watching on, on YouTube also. Uh, this, this was a pivotal moment for me because I went into the, the record store and tried to buy this one on, on vinyl. And the clerk goes, we don't have that on vinyl, only on CD. And I go, what? What do you mean? It wasn't released on, on, on LP. And I'm thinking, my whole world, it's gone to shits. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> so when when... They did a, a remaster and released this on on vinyl again. I bought it. Um, I got. I don't have the whole discography with the Chili Peppers. I I have like four or five albums that I think are really good. Uh, but th- there's a lot of memory for me in this one. 
uh, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the Chili Peppers, but it's it's all. I I don't follow the band. I I don't buy uh, stuff, merch or or go to shows. So I haven't seen them live actually. But it, it's there's something there. It's I I find them interesting. I find them interesting. So okay, now I know. There you go. You, there you go. You, you don't like yes. the meter. Another Post Malone. Another Post Malone. But it, well, it, you know what? There's a lot of that '90s stuff that that you like that I don't. Yeah. Like again, yeah. I there's very few bands that from the '90s that I find interesting that yeah. I find good. It, it, it grunge really changed music in the '90s, and it mm-hmm. wasn't for the the better in a lot of cases, in my opinion. So there there was you know Foo Fighters. I love Dave Grohl. Great yeah. dude. I would love to hang out and have a beer with them. Just not a fan of the music. Um, you know, a lot of those Chili Peppers and Allison Chains and Soundgarden and all that kind of stuff. Just you know, no, all the great no music. Thanks, you know, you mean? Yeah, we should just stick all that crap in a black hole sun and send it fucking somewhere where we don't have to ever hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's that's too much fun that's too much fun well this is it I, this is all i got that's it that's it that's, that's it. it that's all yes all right well i guess then we shall say goodbye yes and farewell yes but before we and do until next week before we do before we do people are listening if you want to listen to to some other stuff you want what want to watch our stupid asses on on faces on on YouTube, you can go to soundsonvinyl.com and you can go to uh, uh, the Instagram account at soundsonvinyl and get more information and and see our ugly mutts out there. Uh, that's the wrap right there. That's all I. That's got. the wrap. That's there the you rap. go. Yes. Yes. Soundsonvinyl.com for all your sounds on vinyl needs. Yes. Merch episodes video and audio and it's everything you could ever possibly want from this sounds on vinyl empire is right there at your fingertips there you go there you go and with that we'll see you guys next week later later this has been the sounds on vinyl show with mike spenson and phil boyer produced by booze hound entertainment in cooperation with booze hound music Intro and outro music by Dead Anarchy, courtesy of Shop Glass Records. For exclusive playlists, videos, and other extras, visit soundsonvinyl.com. Thanks for listening, and for all your motherfucking support. <laughs>